0: with ron boone postcast is brought to you by our friends at grip6.com and the grip6 belts which i'm wearing but you can't see because our video camera's not working i don't know what happened to my camera my webcam apologize for that also brought to you by our friends over at biograss with the big yellow bag it's biograss the best for your lawn promo code locked on on both those get you discount. Uh, Father's Day at Grip Six is better, so you use that mm-hmm. one and just tell him you heard from Locked On. And then the grass, you still get forty All right, Rod. Move. Um, if the Clippers play like they did in the first quarter, do they win the NBA Cup? I'm
1: I'm glad you brought up the first quarter because the way that unit attacks defensively, you know, that puts teams' offense playing defensively. Offense playing defense, you understand what I mean. Which means they're playing they're, they're 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 being careful. I mean they're 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 not playing that their natural game and the Clippers are would take guys a team's offense out of the play. And this is what happened to the Jazz, I thought in that first half. We saw it in, in game three, uh the to the point where they're just working the perimeter and not working the paint. The Jet early
0: on uh, this is one where I'm actually, you know, I'm obviously really glad we're in the building because you can see, feel it in different, but by being in the building, we actually had a great si- seat for what the first quarter, because we actually could see the jazz offense. We're slightly askew from midcourt to the left-hand side and the jazz were on the offensive side. The, the floor just disappeared time and time again, that they're six, eight, they're 230 pounds at four of their five positions. And the floor just they switched everything and the floor disappeared
1: it just closed it just closed you, you thought you had a passing angle and that closed up uh and and you you run a play and you usually get a shot at a certain spot that closes up uh, and and their hands are in the passing lanes they come up with deflections it, it's it was up until the jazz start breaking the paint there in that second half the thing start to start to open up but if the if any team not just the jazz, play that perimeter game, and and with this team switching all over the floor, uh, they're in in trouble. This team defensively just got after it. The
0: lack of Mike Conley is becoming more and more evident as the series goes on. The Clippers are making adjustments to understand what to do without Mike. Let's assume for a second we do not see Mike Elliott, Mike Elliott, excuse me, that's the Jazz medical leader, The Mike Conley
1: again in the series do what? What can the Jazz do to combat this? Well, they, they must attack early, I mean in, in the ballgame. And and they must and Quince talked about this and, and David, we watched this game for the last two night for the last two ball games. That when they get a stop, they must create opportunities. And, and so you just don't walk the ball up the floor and let the defense get set. You you start pushing the basketball up the floor and and make the defense make adjustments in your in your transition game but the jazz could not play a half court game against this half court defense it makes it awfully tough. You start wearing a guy like Donovan out to the point where Donovan was just, he was the only one that could break the paint and make some things happen. Uh, like I said, Jordan Clarkson does a lot dribbling, going behind his back and changing direction, but he's usually going from side to side. He's not going to the point where he's breaking the paint, uh, causing teams to protect the rim, you know, that type of thing. So Donovan, Boy, we saw it tonight. He was the only one. Look at me. what did he get, 15 free throws because of, because of that? So this this is what we, we're probably going to see in game five.
0: I'm going to start taking some of the questions because some of them are coming in and they're good and there are things we're going to address, so I might as well uh, go grab the questions. Uh, Landon is asking what's a very important question as we switch sides of the basketball. Um, how can Favors and Gobert be uh, – whoops, how can Favors and Gobert be more impactful on, and he's actually asking it from an offensive standpoint. I want to talk about it from a defensive standpoint. So let's start with the offensive side. So Mm -hmm. Gobert doesn't get a shot in the first half of the game. He doesn't get a shot maybe even until the third quarter of this game. He got in foul trouble a little bit, so he's out. Favors and Gobert, they're switching, they're rolling the basket, and and they're basically taking away the Jazz pick and roll game and taking away the roller completely. Is there anything that either Favors or Gobert can do Offensively to have an impact, then we'll talk about defensively.
1: Okay, I, I think we, we'd like I, what I'd like to see is is for Favors and Gobert to start on the baseline. Remember how the, the Jazz started, and and not so much of a pick and roll as they were doing, more so in the second half, um, um, which means they would keep the defender low, along with Rudy Gobert, because they're afraid of. Of uh of, of Rudy getting you know just throwing it over the top, when the Dallas Mavericks used the Bonjanovic the Moravanovic yeah they played, they kept him down low and they would just throw it up high and and he was tallest guy on the floor and he get it and he just he was just trying to put it in but he couldn't defend on the other end of the floor Rudy can, and so if some somehow if the Jazz could make the Clippers pay for putting Morris. On Rudy Gobert, then they can make so the some problem
0: is all right. To make this work, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna walk through the problem here. The problem is so you put Rudy on the baseline. I, I agree with the concept. Mm-hmm. Now you got to just beat your guy one on one, right? Correct. So we've only got two guys right now on our roster that can beat anybody off the dribble one on two on one on one. That's Jordan Clarkson and Donovan Mitchell, right? We don't, and Boyan can do it a little bit, not, not, not much. That's where you really miss Mike. The other thing is to the Clippers credit. Every time one of our guys, Royce, actually had some nice drives tonight, off with the head advantage pass. every time our guy drove, another guy came in and cut him off. Their yeah. rotations were unbelievable. And so that you're not just beating your guy and getting to go right to Rudy and bringing Marcus Morris to you. They're somehow bringing Marcus Morris up and sliding the backside in. And now I guess that's going to hit the corner three is the only answer there. It's something's got to be open, but I'll give the Clippers credit. It's felt like every time one of our guys drove, they ran into something.
1: That was the best we'd seen all year. That's the best way that they any team has uh, attacked the Jazz defensively all year and actually got it down to the point where it wasn't a noticeable. Uh, adjustment that the Jazz were made during the course of the basketball game. Uh, But there is a way to beat this team. We just have to figure it out. I think we saw something in that second half with Donovan. You're just going to have to work your butt off and and really uh, crack the paint. I mean, you're going to have to make them work defensively like they're making you work defensively. The
0: concern is on the defensive end now. Uh, Let's flip the conversation to that, because I think that leads to really where the big uh, concern is right now on the defensive end, and that is – that the Jazz had their worst defensive outing of the season in game three against the Clippers and then proceeded to allow a 136 offensive rating in the first quarter, a 154 in the first half, and a 141 through the next three quarters, which is actually probably going to exceed, I don't know what happened in the fourth quarter, but up to that point, exceed the Jazz' worst defensive outing. Quinn Snyder said in the coaches show before the game, we got to give something up. Like, I can have Rudy go guard the guys. They're going to play five out. I can go have Rudy guard a guy at 30 feet, but then that, Takes Rudy out of the game, so I've got to give something up for Rudy to help on the drives. It's leaving someone open, and they have got—they're the best catch and shoot team in the league, and they got a ton of weapons. And I—I I don't know what the answer on that is because one night it was Reggie Jackson, another night was Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum shooting shots. They're all forty percent three-point shooters. They're dang good at it. And when they don't do that, they put Kawhi
1: at the free throw line in isolation. That, those are those are. Unanswerable offensive questions. Well, there's a reason that they put Morris in at the center position, and and they they found something against the Dallas Mavericks, and it it seems to be working here against the Jazz. And uh, there was a lot of criticism with, with with Ty Lue when he made that move, and and now he's seeing the effects of a good decision for the most part.
0: All right, let's get to some of your questions. We've kind of summed it up. It you know, hey, recency bias dictates things, and you feel like it's pretty daunting. Um, but this is going to, you know, the Clippers are great. And as Andy says, everyone at the start of the series, was going to be seven game grime. Why are so many people surprised with the ebbs and flows in the series? Clippers weren't going to lay down and basically the franchise future on the line. I mean, that, that is the word around the street here is that basically they lost this round. Kawhi Leonard's opting out and going like that. I've heard that numerous times. And if I don't know if that's true, but that is a hundred percent that the franchise was on the line, and they played like it. They played with that level of urgency. The concern, I think, is they've made specific adjustments to react to the Jazz and the lack of Jazz really firepower without Mike Conley, and it feels as though those adjustments could be lasting even in Salt Lake City.
1: Yeah, well, this is going to be interesting. Uh, Quinn has a great basketball mind, um, and he has a very good coaching staff. Uh, Jazz going home. Uh, it'll be a different story, I, I think, on, what, Wednesday night? So I'm kind of looking forward to see what the Jazz do. I'm kind of interested to see how Salt Lake
0: City changes um, things. I mean, here's the other angle on this. If you told me that the Jazz were going to play the L.A. Clippers in the playoffs and you had to beat them two out of three and you got two at home, like I would have taken that when it all started. Because the Clippers from the beginning of the season were the team, at least in my mind, was the best team in the NBA. So I I think you would have taken that. Series tied 2-2 with no Conley, headed back home. Home court advantage is huge, but we need Mike back. Hashtag pray for Mike. Um, We probably do need Mike back. I don't know the status on that. Uh, Del Toledo always comes with fire, sometimes reasonable, sometimes (laughs) unreasonable. I haven't pre-read this. I'm expecting this to be completely unreasonable. Okay. I mean, I love Del Toledo. He's on our chat every single time. He always has something to say. Occasionally sneaks in something smart. Sometimes he goes way on a bender. So So let's see what he has to say today. The blender is broken. They need to go buy a new one. Please no more Mitchell and Clarkson, especially Clarkson, off the dribble, tough ISO threes, just bad shots. Get in the lane, pass to Rudy, get to the basket, pass to a three-point shooter. He continues. Neither Mitchell or Clarkson are a point guard.
1: True. Donovan's gotten better at the point guard from when he he got here. He's not the true point guard. That's true. Right.
0: Um, Could Trent Forrest play? I think that'd be a big quest for him to try to figure out how to deal with Patrick Beverly. Um, All right, let's take one last. The switching defense gives... The Jazz problems, if we had a big like Embiid that could dominate with a smaller player down low, we would punish him. However, Gobert is amazing, but not that kind of player. He can't dominate a smaller player by just throwing it into him when they switch.
1: Wait, 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 That's not true. Donovan, I mean, Rudy can guard smaller players. No, right?
0: he's saying, on the, I think he's actually accurate. He's saying on the offensive end, when they switch, Rudy doesn't really have the skill set to go oh, gotcha. Ken Reggie Jackson down the post. Oh,
1: so okay. if so we, we had
0: that. the most talented player in all of the NBA and Joel Embiid instead of Rudy Gobert, we'd be able to handle this.
1: Yeah. And right. we'd win a title. Yeah, absolutely. They but. might too. All right. <laughs>
0: We'll see what Salt Lake City can do. Get your tickets at utahjazz.com. That is postcast.